Hey y'all, it's the Snake's Paw. This month we have another episode of Noir City Blues. This is a sequel to our last episode in that series called The Trail of Tortured Tongues. If you haven't listened to it already, go back and check it out. It's two episodes before this one. This one picks up right where that one left off. It's Sue! Bless you. Thank you. Need a tissue? No, I had a breakthrough. Rick didn't just arrest the wrong man. He finagled four foul felonies and framed a fall guy to fool his fellow officers, all for the sake of foiling the DA's corruption case. That's horrible. It's wonderful. I've always hated Rick, but now I have such a good reason to hate him. If I can prove he was in on this, they'll put Rick away for a long time. Oh my god. Put Rick away for a long time. That's so good. I don't get it. Because his name is Rick O... You see, he calls me Dick Fective to get under my skin, and I've been trying to think of a good comeback, but... Uh... Never mind. Just trust me. If I drop that line while I slap the cuffs on, mm, I can't wait. But I'll need proof if I want to make the charges stick. You know how to make a case against a corrupt cop? Material evidence, credible testimony, and a clear motive? Thanks, but that sounds a little dry. Call me old-fashioned, but I don't like my cocktails neat. I'm gonna serve this martini dirty. What? A dirty martini is served neat. All I'm saying is Rick is gonna be on the rocks real soon. Once I take my shot, Rick will be so muddled and shaken and strained he'll feel like a zombie. You don't muddle a zombie. Look, Bart, you mix drinks, I mix metaphors. But let's settle up. I've got a score to settle, so it's time to pay my bill and pay Rick a house call. I was already skeptical about the clueless conclusions Rick came to, but I couldn't have guessed he was a conniving cop so corrupt he'd kill to cover up white-collar crimes. Only problem was, I didn't have much to go on, just a hunch about a bunch of half-baked evidence, and a shady figure in a bar asking about another shady figure. But if I could unearth enough evidence to implicate Rick, I could finally pay him back for being such a jerk. Oh, and I'd exonerate a man who was wrongfully imprisoned for crimes he didn't commit. I guess there's that too. But before I did any of that, I needed to keep tabs on Rick and see who he was fraternizing with. And you know what that means. It's time for a stakeout. Is there a perp you need to take out? Make sure there's no reasonable doubt. Better buckle down for a, a stakeout. We need to make sure those charges stick If you want to make that bust real quick You better get a stakeout sidekick Everybody needs to count some sheep Steve is here to look out while you sleep Just try to ignore that he's a creep So grab chips and dip and mountain dew and hunker down for a night or two See what a sidekick can do for you It's been a while, Stakeout Steve. I'm so excited to go on a stakeout with you again. You're my favorite stakeout pal. Same, Stakeout Steve. You really know how to liven up a stakeout. 
There's nothing quite like holding up with some snacks and board games and spying on criminals in the name of justice. Prank calls, pillow fights, eternal vigilance. God, I love stakeouts. I just have to say, I'm so grateful that the city developed this program for peeping toms to complete their community service by working stakeouts. It really helps me feel like I'm using my skills to give back to society and make up for my mistakes. God, stakeout Steve, you know I prefer it when you don't remind me about that part. Let's just take inventory. I've got a feeling this is going to be one long stakeout. You got it, Dick. Let's see here. I've got binoculars and a telephoto lens. I brought my own from home, hope that's okay. Travel Monopoly, Gun Puncher 2 on Blu-ray, Gummy Worms, Doritos, Pocky, Tostitos, Popcorn, Hot Fries, Sour Straws, Moon Pies, Jerky Sticks, Assorted Cola, Mustard Cheese and Gorgonzola, Lemon Sours, Candy Bars, Overflowing Cookie Jars. Oh, and I almost forgot. I hope you don't mind that I ordered us our favorite stakeout snack of all time. You don't mean... That's right. Stakeout Steaks! Hi, I'm Stacy from Stacy Steaks. Did somebody order a couple of ribeyes for delivery? You ordered from Stacy's Steaks? They're the finest steaks in all of Noir City. I aim to please. If you like her steaks, Stacy also bakes, and it's great. That's right. I run the bakery Stacy's Cakes. If you know of anyone looking for a job, let me know. I'm the only employee, and it's literally killing me. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, Stacy. Thank you. No, I mean, these steaks are well done. I ordered mine medium rare. I'm very disappointed right now. Oh! Look alive, Stakeout Steve. We'll need to find some focus if we want to bust this baddie. Oh, are you on a stakeout right now? Yeah. Dick Detective here thinks his co-worker, Detective O'Shea, is a dirty cop and possibly also the serial killer responsible for a recent string of lethal tongue thievery. I wish I could say more, but we're expressly forbidden from speaking about ongoing investigations. That... that was everything. Which place are you staking out? That one right there. The one with the open door? The what? Hmm, that's strange. Aren't doors usually closed when people aren't using them? Something doesn't feel right about this. You two stay here and watch for anything suspicious. But I don't work for you- I'm gonna go check it out. Hello? Anyone there? Rick? Hey, the door was open. You home? Is that... Dick? Rick, where are you? Oh my god! I'm bleeding out, Dick. I'm not long for this world. What happened? Who did this? Did you get shot? No. Well, yeah. I don't want to talk about it. I'll call an ambulance. You hold tight. It's too late, Dick. Come close. I have something I need to tell you. Is he going to confess? Should I get stakeout Steve in here as a witness? And this may be my only chance to prove that Rick was responsible for all of the- I'm dying, dude. Come here. Right. What did you want to tell me, Rick? Let it all out. Closer. I'm fading. What is it? I just wanted to say, I only have one regret. Tell me, don't bring your secrets to the grave, Rick. I wish... I wish that I had called you assless chap even one more time than I did. God, I'm so cool. <laughs> Son of a... I know what you did, Rick. I know all about it, and I'm going to expose you for what you really are. A dirty cop and a murderer. I'll prove it. 
and then we'll put you away for... I mean, I'll put Rick away for a lo... He's already dead, isn't he? Yep. Well, this complicates things. Hey, Dick. What's going on? You've been gone for a while, so I thought I... Oh, my. <coughs> Looks like I've got to call off the stakeout, stakeout Steve. Rick has been murdered. Oh, man. I was really looking forward to it. Me too. Sorry I barfed all over the dead body. That's not gonna, like, incriminate me, is it? What with my DNA and all? Because I've already got enough legal troubles. It's fine, stakeout Steve. I'll give you a call next time I need to do a stakeout. Sorry it didn't pan out this time. It's okay. See you around. Next time we do a stakeout, I mean, I won't be seeing you without you seeing me, obviously. It's not like I'd spy on you or follow you around or anything. I wouldn't- Please just leave. Hello. This is Dick Detective. I'm at Detective O'Shea's house. He's been murdered. Send a forensics team down ASAP. Some thug plugged Rick and left a slug in his gut. And I wasn't gonna miss his ugly mug, but my gut told me someone was trying to tug the rug out from under anyone pugnacious enough to debunk Rick's serial killer humbug. And like they say, where there's rhyme, there's bound to be a reason. BT Dubs overheard my phone call to the chief about Rick's case. He knew that I knew that something was fishy. And if I reeled Rick in, Dubs reckoned I'd get them all, hook, line, and sinker. So they made sure I found Rick dead in the water. I doubt Dubs pulled the trigger, but I'd bet he paid the guy who hired someone to find a middleman to broker a deal with a hitman who did him in. This put me in a pretty pickle, because now I had to prove that Rick plotted to place a patsy in prison while pursuing the punk who polished him off. But speculation could wait. The crime scene techs were arriving, and one of them looked a lot like someone who I could barely remember. Prank Lightly? Is that you? But how? Easy mistake to make, Detective. I'm Frank's identical twin brother, Ernest. Ernest Lee. You and Frank have different last names? Yes. We're twin half-brothers. Same fathers, different mom. What? But I don't want to bore you with genealogy. Let's talk forensic pathology. Do you have any idea what happened here? I've got a theory, but the details are hazy. When I arrived, the door was ajar, so I stepped inside and found Rick just before he died. He was still conscious? Did he say who shot him? I asked, but he didn't want to tell me. Strange. You said you had a theory? I can't reveal too much. I don't have proof yet. But let me ask you, do you think Frank could have committed those murders? What? What murders? The alleged serial killings. Tongues getting chopped out. Rick arrested Frank for- Frank's been arrested? Yeah, and charged with four counts of premeditated murder. Four murders? Yeah, by now he's probably the most popular prisoner in the pen. They don't take too kindly to law workers on the inside. Probably popular pen prisoner? Sorry, I- I thought you knew. Frank has been, but hi. How- when did this happen? It was- well, now that I think about it, it happened earlier today, like- Five hours ago, maybe? How would I know? No one told me. Sorry, it feels like it's been months. Frank is a serial killer? Does that mean I'm a serial killer? We're identical twin half-brothers. That means I'm 50% likely to also be a serial killer. I, I, don't, I don't think it works that way. This doesn't make any sense. We always had an understanding that if one of us were to turn evil, we'd grow a mustache and a goatee. Tell me, detective, did my brother have a mustache and a goatee? What? A mustache and a goatee, detective, did he have one? Uh, no. No mustache-goatee combo. Then it couldn't have possibly been him. 
I know that won't hold up in court, and even if it did, beard law is tricky. Look, Frank didn't kill those people. That's my theory. I believe Rick framed Frank for crimes Rick committed, and now Rick has been killed to protect someone else. Why wouldn't you lead with that? I nearly had a panic attack. I, I didn't mean to- You have to go and visit Frank. Right now. Well, I am the one in charge of this case. I'd go myself, but some jerk didn't show up for his shift this morning, and now the whole forensic team is behind schedule. Right. Well, I have some questions I'd like to ask him anyway. He worked with Rick on the case, so he might have noticed something I overlooked. Rick could have easily framed anyone in the world he wanted, but he chose my brother. Why? Something doesn't add up here. Okay, I, I usually save that kind of introspection for my internal monologue so I have something to do during the scene segue, so... Time is of the essence, detective. A killer is out there, and not just any killer. A killer who kills killers, and he's already killed one killer! Okay, I'm gonna go visit your brother now, but not because you told me to. Something was bugging me. Rick could have easily framed anyone in the world he wanted, but he chose Ernest's brother. Why? Something didn't add up here. Time was of the essence, so I made my way downtown to NCP. That technically stands for Noir County Prison, but it might as well mean National Convention of People Who Hate Me. It's one thing to make enemies. It's another thing to pack them all in one place so they can join forces to plan their revenge. I needed any lead I could get, even if it led me right into the lion's den. But I'd be lying if I started denying my fear of getting pumped full of lead. Luckily, they were all behind bars. But words hurt, y'all. Words hurt. Oh, look who walked in. The one and only assless chap. Dang it! Who told you about that, Dee Dee? Not cool. I'd like to give assless chap a permanent nap if you catch my drift. Saul Slaughter? They've for real put my two worst enemies in a cell together? Oh, that's so messed up. Don't men and women have different wards? What's messed up is your retrograde views on the prison system. We're integrating. Dee Dee, he'd rather drop dead than read an op-ed about co-ed captivity. It ain't just the penal system anymore. There's more clams jammed in the slammer than ever before. Your mother's in here with us, Dick. Would you like to leave a message? I'll see that she gets it. You leave Mama Tective out of this. I thought I told you two lapdogs. I didn't want to hear your yapping anymore. It's warm enough in this joint without you windbags blowing hot air everywhere. Frank quietly? But it's Dick Tective. He's the pig that put us in here. You talking out of turn? You must want to savor the flavor of the back of Frank's hand. Sorry, boss. Don't you have work to do? I need those shivs tonight and they ain't got a car of themselves. Yes, sir. Dee Dee, make sure we aren't bothered. That includes the guards. I have important business to discuss with my friend here. Anything else? Could you get us two glasses of Henri Ford d'Orignon Heritage Cognac Grand Champagne? On it. Two glasses of fancy toilet cognac coming right up. Hey, Dick. Did you just give orders to Saul Slaughter and Dee Dee Dardar? They're both convicted murderers. Yeah, they need a firm hand. Literally, sometimes. But it's good to see you, Dick. Do you have any news? How did I end up here? I still can't make sense of it. Rick framed you. The murders were an elaborate cover-up meant to undermine the DA's corruption case. Rick? A murderer? Can you prove it? I was planning to tail Rick and turn up some dirt on him, but he turned up dead, and now my investigation is turned upside down. But I was hoping you could help turn it around. You worked on the case with Rick. Is there anything odd that stood out? There is one thing. 
At the first crime scene, Rick shot at a lurker and ran down an alley. That's why I showed up. I was responding to a noise complaint. Thing is, I never saw any lurker. And that got me wondering, who would call in a noise complaint at an abandoned industrial site? No one lives anywhere near there. So you think, what, that Rick called in the complaint himself? But why? When we first showed up at the crime scene, he seemed really annoyed to be there. Like he didn't want to be assigned to the case. He wanted someone else on the case to show off. That's why he called in a complaint. He wanted to see another detective get fooled by how clever his plan was. That is so Rick. There's a recording of the call in the evidence locker. If it is Rick who made that call, do you think that'll help? I'll be frank with you, whatever your name is. We'll need more than that to get you out of here. But the more suspicious Rick looks, stronger our case looks. I'll check it out. I went down to NCP hoping for a breakthrough, but I barely got enough info to break even. It's essential to have substantial evidential credentials to make a case consequential, and our clues were looking pretty circumstantial. For now, I'd follow up on every crumb we got, but I'd need to find Rick's killer if I wanted to prove there was a conspiracy. Since I was headed to headquarters already, I took a detour to see if Morgan Jordan had made any headway on Rick's purported murder. Oh, hello, Dick. I was just on my way to lunch. Rummaging around in Rick's ravaged viscera gave me a real craving for rare roast beef and gravy. Mind walking with me on the way to the evidence locker? I have some questions about Rick's death. Did you finish the autopsy? Oh yes. Open and shut, so to speak. Detective O'Shea expired from blood loss caused by a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the aorta. Wait. Self-inflicted? That's right. According to the ballistics report, the bullet lodged in his pod was discharged from his own rod. You think it's a suicide? Who shoots himself in the aorta? That is so Rick. I ought to clarify. We don't think it's a suicide. It seems to have been an accident. I ruled it death by misadventure. You missed evidence for sure. Couldn't someone use Rick's gun against him? It's cold-blooded, but murderers aren't known for taking the high path ethically. Hypothetically. Analysis from the crime scene suggests that the bullet made contact with another object in the room before making contact with Rick's abdomen. Rick's a bad man, and it sounds like Karma didn't pull any punches. So when he fired his handgun, the bullet bounced off of a surface and back to Detective O'Shea. Correct. Richard O'Shea was killed by his own bullet deflecting off of something. But why was he firing his weapon in his own house? He must have been shooting at someone. I suppose so. There may have been a trespasser, but if so, they seem to have escaped unscathed. A shame. A double autopsy is always a titillating opportunity, or as I like to call it, a menage a raw. Well, here's the evidence locker. Uh, thanks for filling me in, Dr. Jordan. Happy to help. I spend most of my time emptying people out, so filling them in every now and then is a nice change of pace. And just like that, this investigation was deader than Rick. I'd have asked Morgan Jordan to do an autopsy on it, but I already knew what killed it. No doubt Rick shot in self-defense. But if it was his own bullet that did him in, it wouldn't qualify as a homicide, so his would-be murderer would never be found. I couldn't even prove anyone was there. That left me with a deceased suspect, an incarcerated innocent, and pecunious perpetrators I couldn't possibly punish. And if all that wasn't enough bad news for one monologue, when I went into the evidence locker, I found that every scrap of evidence connected to the case had been cleared out. With Rick dead, who could have done it? Was the whole precinct on Dubs' payroll? I had to call the chief.
was just going to call you. No, Chief, it's... I got all of that extremely sensitive evidence that you asked for. I left it and all the other BT Dubs related stuff at the burn pile drop-off point, just like you requested. It was a very difficult task to do while blind. You mean... <clears throat> you mean the evidence for the Tongue Tangler case? Is that what we're calling it? I came up with it just now. Has a nice ring to it. Tongue Tangler. I was calling it the Tongue Truncator case. That's not bad. Well, you should get to name it. It is your case, after all. Yes, because I am Rick. And I'm the chief. Anyway, why were you calling? Oh, it was about... about the evidence. Just wanted to make sure you dropped it off like I asked. Can you remind me where the drop-off point is? Oh, Rick. Always asking me how to get to places that you gave me directions to. It's the abandoned lot near the intersection of Sketch Street and Vice Avenue. And why did I want to drop it off there? Sorry, I've just been so busy with the case and not being dead and all that. I understand. It seems like not being dead takes up most of my time. But you didn't mention what you were going to do with it. I just assumed you had a sensible, morally justifiable reason for bringing the evidence there. Thanks, Chief. By the way, if Dick Detective tells you that I committed some heinous crimes, even if he doesn't have much evidence, you should probably believe him. Okay, Rick. Good talking to you. Beep. It took me a while to get down to Vice and Sketch, because I took a wrong turn on Delinquency Drive and ended up on Bad Behavior Boulevard. But I eventually found the spot. Turns out, all I had to do was drive toward the Column of Smoke. There was a barrel fire burning in the abandoned lot, and the man warming his hands by it was either a bum in a bespoke three-piece suit, or BT Dubs. Dubs! I should have known I'd find you here. Are you talking to me? Oh, wait. You aren't Dubs. Nope. The name is Randolph Rutherford. My friends call me Raggedy Randy. What are you doing here? Just warming up. It gets cold nights, and unfortunately I've been homeless for several years. So you really are just a bum in a bespoke three-piece suit? Well, I wouldn't use the term bum. If you're homeless, why are you so well-dressed? I'm a tailor by trade. It's hard to find work cutting custom clothing nowadays, but at least I can make sure I look my best. You're so dapper. Why do they call you Raggedy Randy? For irony's sake. Like calling a fat guy slim or a big guy tiny. Huh. Sorry to bother you. I thought you were someone else. Did you mistake that bum for me? Could we stop with the bum thing? Dubs! Whoa, give me a minute. I expected to see you, and then it wasn't you, and now you're here. Oh, it's a lot to process. Hey you, homeless guy. I've got a hundred dollars worth of pennies in the trunk of my limo copter. If you take off your suit and burn it in that barrel, the pennies are yours. Dubs, you really are the absolute worst. You think I'm the worst? He's the guy burning police evidence. What? No! All the evidence from the Tongue Tangler case! I, I didn't know. It was just a barrel full of papers. I thought it was trash. Why would a pile of crucial police evidence be in an abandoned lot in the worst part of town? Mmm. I love the smell of 
immolating highly inflammable criminal evidence in liminal spaces. Am I in trouble? Don't worry, Raggedy Randy, it's not your fault. That evidence would have gone up in smoke with or without you. Okay, I'm gonna leave then. I'm out of my depth here. I'll just take the pennies and go. But here's my card, if you're ever in the market for a hand-tailored suit. Hmm, my suits are made exclusively through the use of child labor. Only the softest hands for these delicate linens. You see? That's why I'm homeless. Can't compete with that. Oh uh, well, off I go. Dubs. I know all about you and Rick and the DA's corruption case. Once Rick had taken care of Damon Dawson, he was just another liability, so you took care of him. As I understand it, Rick died by his own hand. Perhaps inadvertently, but incontestably so. True, an associate of mine may have dropped by to discuss some business, but is it his fault Rick assumed the worst? Rick always was quick to bicker. A lucky break for you. And now you've burned anything that might shed some light on the case. Me? You heard that homeless fellow. He lit the fire himself. I just happened to be passing by. But not all the evidence burned. I found this on the ground. What is it? Oh, just a key piece of evidence linking Rick to the snitch slayings. I see. Since Rick dropped dead, there's no harm in his corpse taking the fall. You're welcome to have it. Just do me a favor. That missing persons case you're in on. Promise me you won't look too hard. The missing persons case? Didn't the chief assign you to- Oh god! Oh, oh, the missing woman! God, I keep forgetting about that. Perfect. Here you are, Dick. Do with it what you will. The paper Dubs handed me was addressed to Herbert Brobert, Rick's third victim. There were just two sentences. I need that poem by the end of the day. The rhymes don't have to be flawless, you just need to include the clue. Was Brobert a poet? Was was Brobert a was Brobert a poet? Was this letter written by Rick? I didn't know, but I knew who might. Dick, are you calling for business or pleasure? Officially business. But it's always a pleasure to hear your voice, Cece. Don't try to butter me up, Buster. You know you already owe me. Put it on my tab then. I need to get in touch with Sockeye. I know he's been laying low since his run-in with Rick but I thought you could reach him. He may risk sticking his neck out since Rick has been nixed. What do you need? Everything he knows about a man named Herbert Brobert. Definitely dead, possibly a poet, and police informant. Ah, Brobert. I'll see what we can do. Meet us at 4.55 p.m. at the new soda counter, Stacy Shakes. Let's skip the transition and get down to business. As long as Sockeye's okay with it. No skin off my back. Welcome to Stacy's Shakes. What can I get you? You'll have to order soon because we close at five and I've got another gig I need to run to. A round of chocolate malts on me, jerk. That's not very nice. Aren't you a soda jerk? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I just have so many businesses, it's hard to keep up. 
so sockeye. Herbert Brobert, Rick's third victim. What can you tell me about him? Really? You never heard of Herbert Brobert? I guess it's no surprise to find out a flatfoot is a Philistine. Should I know the name? He's only the poet laureate of Noir City's underbelly. The Yates of the Ingrates. The Homer of the Homeless. The Rambo of the Rambunctious. I don't understand how the Simpsons and Sylvester Stallone play into all this, but I'll take your word for it. So Brobert was well known in the underworld. Ask any villain in the Noir City cartel to recite a villanelle, and you'll hear a poem Brobert penned in his prison cell. The man made music out of misery. All us rogues and racketeers revered him. But he was a police informant. That's why Rick killed him. How could a rat have such good rep? A man is more than the sum of his failures, Dick. Brobert squealed on a guy once, but his guilt inspired him to write. Elegy for my dignity. A poem that moves me to tears every time I read it. A poem made you cry? Yes. I find Brobert's tenderness for the frail and the fallen profoundly moving. I just assumed you were born without tear ducts, or that you'd had them surgically removed. I actually lost them in a horrific mascara application accident. I had to get implants. Mascara Three chocolate malts! Need anything else before I go? Nope. Thanks, Stacy. Why the sudden interest in Brobert? I need proof that Rick was the killer. Here's a letter to Brobert. I suspect Rick wrote it. So you finally figured out that Rick wasn't harboring hidden poetic potential. I knew Brobert's handiwork the moment I heard the poems. The rigid formal structure, the dense use of alliteration and consonants. Unmistakable. So Rick had Brobert write the poems that he left in his victims' mouths. And when Rick botched the bludgeoning of Sockeye... He needed a new third victim. So he killed his own accomplice. And silenced a possible witness in the process. Which means the poem planted in Brobert's murdered mouth... Was written by his own hand. Which is why I think Brobert didn't realize what the poems were for. But something must have tipped him off at the last minute, just before he died. We swung by Brobert's apartment for a little B&E. And we discovered this stash in Brobert's secret safe. A confessional haiku. <clears throat> Which is mightier? Rick swung my pen like a sword, blood spilling like ink. That's really poetic and all, but I'm not sure it qualifies as irrefutable evidence. You also left a signed affidavit testifying to his inadvertent involvement in the crimes and his suspicions regarding his own impending death. Oh, great. Yeah, that's pretty airtight. I'll call the chief. Hello, Dick. Or whoever might be calling me, this is my voicemail. If you would like to leave a message, please... Went straight to voicemail. Let me call the precinct real quick. Should we tell him about... No. We shouldn't get mixed up in that. He'll have to figure it out on his own. Okay. I'll head over there. Thanks. The chief is at a funeral. I'm going over there now. Would you two tag along to back me up? Normally, no. But for Brobert, just this once. Let's go, Dick. This was it. I finally had what I needed to take Rick down. I mean, he was already dead. But six feet down wasn't low enough for me. I was going to right whatever wrongs I could. And if I got to drag Rick's memory through the mud, that was just the cherry on top. True. Dubs would get away scot-free, but what can you do? 
Money is the universal lube, and Dubs had enough to slip through any crack that came his way. But Dubs would get his dues one day. For now, I had a funeral to crash. Welcome to Stacy's Wakes, where... Oh, it's y'all again. The ceremony already started, but if you want to... No time to listen to words. The chief is in there, and I need to talk to him. Stat! But Dick, this funeral is... Was so sweet and kind-hearted to his dear old... Excuse me, lady. I'm gonna need that mic. Police business. Chief, you here? I've got vital news about the Tongue Tangler case. I'm right here, Dick, and not at all bothered by you crashing this funeral. What did you find out? I have indisputable proof that Rick committed the four gruesome grisly murders that shocked Noir City. Oh. <gasps> <gasps> Really? Yes, Morgan Jordan. With cold-hearted callousness, he killed Roland Nolan, Bethany Cropper, Herbert Brovert, and Damon Dawson, chopped out their tongues, and left pretentious poems in their mouths that he didn't even bother writing himself. <laughs> oh no. I feel faint. Do you have proof? Oh, hey, Ernest. His third victim, Herbert Brovert, wrote the poems, including the poem that ended up where his tongue ought to be. In this affidavit, conveniently created just before his horrifying murder, he testifies to how Rick commissioned the poems without revealing their pernicious purpose. Only at the very end did Robert realize his fatal mistake. C.C. Skarsgård and Solomon Sockeye, can I get an amen? Amen? That doesn't feel like the appropriate response. I, uh, I need to, I need to sit down. Sorry, I got carried away. I can't believe this is happening. Who on earth is this woman? She keeps stealing my thunder. I'm Rick's mother. Why are you at this funeral? Dick, that's what I was trying to tell you before you rushed in. This is Rick's funeral. What? Already? That is some fast turnaround. And to think, I was talking to Rick on the phone two hours ago about not being dead. You just never know. That's our motto. Call Stacy's Wakes if you don't like how long it usually takes. How do we know Brobert is telling the truth? Do we have any evidence connecting him to Rick? This letter, a handwriting comparison and some fingerprinting should prove that Rick wrote it. Let's take care of that right now. Hmm, <laughs> where are my pruning shears? Ah, here they are. Oh, oh my. Here are his fingertips, Ernest. Can you do a quick fingerprinting test? We could have just left the fingers on the body, but based on this newly invented and highly implausible instant fingerprint test I happen to have with me, it's a match. But why? Why would Rick do such a horrible thing? Because, wait, Stakeout Steve? What are you doing here? Look, I've been on stakeouts with other detectives. I've got a ton of community service hours I need to work off, but believe me, you and I have something special. Our stakeouts are the best. Aw, I feel the same way, stakeout Steve. But why would Rick kill all those people? What the heck? Raggedy Randy? You knew the deceased? Oh no, I was just getting into the spirit of the moment. But why are you here? I go to funerals for the free food. Usually I have on a three-piece suit so people don't question my presence. I'm realizing that I'm way more conspicuous in my underwear. Man, everyone is here. Bart, you mixing drinks? You want one? Could I get a corpse reviver? No, not at a funeral. Never again. Not after last time. Do you know how to make an epic climax? One part bitters, one part sweets, one part symphonies. Thank you for proving my innocence, Dick. Frank? And Dee Dee? And Saul? Hey. Hey. 
Why aren't y'all in prison? Oh, you know, loopholes. <laughs> oh, my baby boy. <laughs> oh, I miss him so much. Oh. But Dick, you never said why Rick committed these atrocities. I'll tell you, Ernest. I'm Frank. I'm Ernest. We really need to hire more actors. It's not in the budget, Dick. There's a budget? No. Could you explain why Rick performed such unspeakable acts of depravity? I didn't know him, but you've got me invested now. I believe that Rick was a dirty cop who framed Frank as a serial killer to cover up the motive behind the murder of Damon Dawson, who would have taken the stand in the DA's corruption case. So Rick wasn't just an unrepentant murderer like me? He was also a corrupt cop? Disgusting. <laughs> it can't be true! Rick was definitely dirty, no doubt about it. Wait, you knew? Why weren't you keeping tabs on him? <laughs> I can't keep tabs on every dirty cop. You know what they say, you can't make an omelet without having all your bad eggs in one basket. Do you have any evidence that can prove Rick was an accessory to a conspiracy? BT dubs. You know good and well that all the necessary evidence has mysteriously vanished under suspect circumstances. Are we talking about all that police evidence I accidentally burned? Because, again, there's no way I could have known. The good news is, I have enough evidence to permanently tarnish Rick's reputation. No! Not my Rick! And exonerate me? That too. Hooray! Well, what about me? Dee, you weren't framed. You did the murder. Fiddlesticks. Well, it was worth a try. Excuse me, this is all quite exciting, but I get the feeling the funeral is coming to an unexpected end, and I have a statement the deceased left in his will that I am legally obligated to read to those attending his funeral. Are you done with the dramatic revelations? Oh, I guess so. Man, that was exhilarating. I should break all my cases wide open in front of a live audience. Okay, here's the statement Rick left. Ahem. Is Dick Fective at my funeral, trying to prove I committed some crime? I'm dead now, so it doesn't really matter. He's probably right, I've done tons of crimes. But my last request is for everyone at my funeral to call him Assless Chap. <laughs> oh my! Gasp. What? Assless Chap. Assless Chap. Assless Chap. <laughs> no! Assless chap. Assless chap. Assless chap. Assless chap. Nothing personal, Dick. Assless chap. Assless chap. Assless chap. Assless chap. Frank, really? I just proved your innocence. Sorry, Dick. It's a dead man's final wish. He killed so many people and blamed you for it. Assless chap. Assless chap. Assless chap. <laughs> That's my boy. God, I hate Rick. That was part two of Noir City Blues, tying up the trail of tortured tongues. It was written by Matthew Morris and Jack Townsend, and the voices you heard belonged to Jack Townsend, High Priest Roby, Jeff Quash, Helen Schmel, Helen Jacks, Erica Durr, Killian Gilbo, James Lanius, Matt Stanley, Andrew Ferrier, and Matthew Morris. As always, you can find us various places online. We have a website, thesnakespaw.com. And once in a while, we post some extras, outtakes, and stuff like that on our social media, including Instagram, where recently Morgan Jordan provided a hot take on a mortician-related news item. 
You can also find the show on Ko-Fi, that's K-O-F-I.com, where you can throw in regular support for the show, or if one episode just amused you, you can toss in a one-off tip. Either way, we appreciate you. See you next time. Helen <gasps> braved the rare compound gas. She just had an asthma attack halfway through that one. All right. Um, first for the chief. Gasp. And then for other random bystanders. <gasps> oh. Oh. Huh? Oh. 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 Oh.